Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ahoy there listeners. Welcome back to Health Home Truths. It's good to be back and thank you for being back listening to this. <laughs> and if you are listening to this on Spotify, Overcast, Apple Podcast, please like, please share it with people who might like the pod and especially rate it on Apple Podcasts, please. Leave a review. Don't have to be a good review, but just be honest, please. <laughs> that would really help us out. We're trying to build awareness and we're trying to grow and we need your help also. So please, if uh, you know people who might be interested, send it their way. And uh, yeah, likes and reviews and ratings really do help out. Enough housekeeping now. Episode five. This one is a Q&A, which is a great fun format. It was very enjoyable to record. And I thank everyone for their questions. If you sent a question, because there were so many. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so many were inundated with them. Someone sent one by Owl as well, which is weird. <laughs> so uh, sit back, enjoy this time, because it's good times. And yeah, much love from me to you. Stay safe, stay strong, and always look both ways before you cross the road. <laughs> Good night. Welcome to Health Home Truths. I'm your host, Rory, and welcome back to the number one pirate themed health podcast in the world. <laughs> no one's doing it like us. No one. We're not even really doing it yet. We're not. <laughs> it's just a fun time. Today we're having more fun times, just a chilled out time. Answering your questions. There were so many, I don't know if we'll be able to get through them all. <laughs> There's so many, we're flooded. I was up to my knees in questions. We totally didn't have to like panic Make ask so many people. <laughs> <laughs> Give us questions. Like beggars on the street, weren't we? Yeah, we were. Questions for us. So yeah, we're answering questions today. What else has been going on there? We, we've been having a lot of fun making TikToks. Oh yeah, we're yeah. getting into the stream of things now. We've got at least 12 views. 12 so views. That's great. So follow us, follow us on TikTok at Health and Truths and let us know what you want from there. Yeah, we're making the food videos at the moment. Which is fun. We're we're just having fun with it. It's just <laughs> so amusing. <laughs> it always turns into like absolute chaos energy, and um, but we're having fun with it. We've been doing that, and also I hope you appreciate how good all the content is looking. The production values just increased so much. Well done, Meg. It's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, the stories, <laughs> all the videos, just they're all mint now. Never knew that I'd agonise so much over font. <laughs> you, you, you had font on the mind, heavy, I did, didn't you? I did, I was dreaming about it. You had it. font head. <laughs> and that's unhealthy. <laughs> that's not healthy. That's not healthy. A bad case of font mind. <laughs> so we've been doing that. What else has been going on? 
I've had some sun recently, and I've just been outside soaking it on my face, photosynthesizing. What what about that? It just makes me feel so good. Charging up like a solar panel. I do charge up, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, soaking it all in. And what else have I been up to? We're about to start on a vegetable patch. We're, yeah, we're creating a vegetable patch. Well, we're up, we're repairing and updating a vegetable patch. So we're going to have locally grown seasonal veg. It's an investment in the future. That would be a lot of fun, actually. And what else have I been up to? Training. Training, eating a lot of food still. Not too much food. Oh, you met an interesting character at work? Yeah. <laughs> you should retell the story. Oh, my Christ. Yeah. She was. She came up to me and was like... Uh, she said, Oh, you usually have corned beef, uh, but today I have to buy Spam. It's not for me. It's for the, my my hedgehog that I'm friends with. <laughs> it's a hedgehog that she feeds spam and corned beef. It's not healthy for the hedgehog, but she was so funny and animated about it. You can't really tell off an old lady for feeding no, the hedgehog no, no. spam. What is it about old ladies? It just looks like my uh, like the most fun to talk to, really. <laughs> and she was so high energy, it was jokes. I just got some good news. Yeah, good news. Uh, Our sister Harriet got a job. A very good job. A very good job. In Bath. Yeah. So, well done, Harry. Round of applause. I'll put cheers in here. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, now. So that's great. And we went down to Surrey recently, the old stomping ground, just for like 32 hours or so. Very busy. Pretty mental trip. Yeah. But that was great. Seeing all the old faces and whatnot. Looking Um, older. Pardon? I was just saying because we haven't been there for so long, everyone looks so much older. <laughs> everyone that's not the case. <laughs> everyone looks so handsome and pretty. That's a weird thing to say, isn't it? No, no, it's compliments. Oh yeah. <laughs> Don't doubt yourself. Um, I think that's it for general updates. Yeah. For now. Don't think we have anything else. No. No. Oh, we might be um changing the thumbnail soon. To because we like tie dye now. No, not no longer geometric. Oh yeah. Well, that that'll be coming up soon. Yeah, we there'll be a whole rebranding in the coming. Even though weeks. we've been around for a month. Yeah, got to We're keep changing. Already rebranding. Yeah, but basically what we did wasn't it? We just collected our eggs and just crossed the road. We did. We just collected as many didn't even eggs. look both ways. Oh no, went. we didn't. We ran. Oh, no, we dropped an egg on the way. But now we go. I shouldn't say eggs. That's not very vegan, is it? Um, carrots. There you go. Carrots. Does it make sense now? It never really makes sense anyway. Um, doesn't need to make sense. We just tried, we picked as many carrots up as we could and we ran across the road. Exactly. And that's where we are now. And that's why we're allowing room for growth. I think that's important. Yeah. So there will be a change in the coming weeks. A nice change. Yeah. I think it'll look a lot more appealing, to be honest. I agree. Yeah. Okay, so, uh, are we on to questions? Today is a Q&A, as you can see by the title, so... <laughs> Without further ado, Meg. Also, people who uh, ask questions get shout-outs because they're our close friends. Do they? I just mean because not many people did. So the people that did (laughs) are going to get shouted out. Um, So question number one is from our very own Julian. Julian. He said, how do you take pride out of the equation when auditing your life? Mm, It's a good question. (laughs) No, it's an important question as well, I think, because at a certain point, you have to, if you truly want to make progress and look at your life objectively, you got to take pride out of the equation and take your, try not to let your ego take over. It's very easy. 
to be like, I want to be like this. Well, it's a and habit as well. People think, oh, I'm doing it. You think you're doing a lot better than you are. Or you see something through your own lens, through your own, yeah. through your own narrative. So how do I do that? It's difficult. What I truly think you've got to have some humility when you're trying to de- develop yourself. So just completely having an objective look at yourself, stepping out and seeing it for what it is. Because otherwise you're, you're, um, you're not giving yourself a true representation. And you're not helping yourself either. Because if you've not. got a horrible habit that you think, oh, but this is me. Yeah. You're going to continue with that and it's yeah. going to snowball and get so much worse. This is what I've always done. You might even not, e- you might not even think of it because you have your own narrative mm-hmm. written in your head. So it wouldn't even come up. So it takes some practice, actually, to actually have that objective look. But you have realisations. There's gradual realisations. There's sudden realisations. So sometimes you might be like, oh, shit, is that how I've been doing this this whole time? <laughs> or, or sometimes it's a bit more gradual and it's sort of pounding away and then you're, you finally realise, oh, or maybe you notice it. You're aware of the habit or whatever it might be. And then one day you'll finally act upon it and you're like, oh, that's how it's been. This is how I'm going to change it. So that that's how I'll answer that question. I'd say you need to take an objective look in order to truly help yourself. Otherwise, you've got one arm tied behind your back and you'll never change that one attribute or factor. No, I agree. Good. So Shout out to there Jules. You go, there you go, Julian. Uh, question number two is from Holly. Shout out, Holly's. Um, do you eat <laughs> differently in a day if you are exercising or do you just stick to the same routine? It's always the same. Maybe I'd eat a bit more if I particularly expended a lot of energy but that's not a conscious decision usually i usually just feel that hunger i think there's a study on people individuals put on a resistance training program and without any dietary guidance or advice sorry i can't cite the study right now but we'll try and we can find it i'll find it and all of them ate more calories so i guess that's something that that's not to answer your question but you do genuinely feel a lot you require more more energy I think sometimes people think, oh, if I'm exercising to lose weight or I'm exercising for a certain reason, I shouldn't be eating as much because of the whole calorie deficit thing. Yeah. The way I see it now, which has definitely changed over the years, and we've got uh, cautionary tales coming up about sort of opposing episode four where I had different goals, so therefore my dysmorphia had shifted. Not my dysmorphia. We're not related. <laughs> the dysmorphia I experienced at the time was swayed towards trying to lose as much fat as possible and lose weight and be shredded. That was the goal. So I'll touch on that. Where was I just before that? Um, calorie deficit. Ah, okay. So I don't see it that way anymore where I don't track calories. I will just track nutrition and be focused on my nutrition, like yeah. the nutrient value of all the foods. That's what is going through my head every time I'm eating, basically. It's not a matter of thinking about calories or macronutrients per se i don't think that i'm looking at micronutrients phytonutrients you know everything trying to look at the whole my whole day and look at the all the nutrition i'm i would need all my requirements but to answer your question maybe on a day where i don't if i'm i I wouldn't be training or something i potentially eat less subconsciously but a lot of the time some some days i will fast for a lot more of the day than usual and 
I would end up eating less as well because then when you break your fast, I feel like I fill up so much quicker and you genuinely have so much less time. So if I break my fast at like five or five or six and I stop eating at eight, that's like three or four hours, maybe less sometimes. So I wouldn't even be able to fit that much food in, but still focusing on nutrition, of course. Mm-hmm. That's the mark to answer your question. Yes and no. <laughs> no, I hope that sheds it's some light. It's more complicated than that. <laughs> it depends. <laughs> Okay, so we're on to question three. Uh, from Ruth. Shout out to Ruth. Um, how do you give yourself a neck massage? And <laughs> what are knots? <laughs> what are knots? It's just neck tightness, isn't it? You know, from strain and... <laughs> I'm no expert on this. <laughs> Here's how I will stretch my own neck there. Doing some simple yoga movements. Shout out to Charlie, he taught me this a lot. Where you're basically just going through every uh, movement at the neck. So, And obviously focusing on your breath as well letting your neck roll to either side and holding it there for who's listening. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I just realised. I've got my, my right ear to my right shoulder and you sort, sort of want to breathe into it and just really try and feel that, breathe into your neck. Feel the stretch. Yeah, feel it. Go to the other side. Go down, go back. Neck rolls as well, so you're moving in a sort of semicircle. And, I mean, you did mention massage, so how would I do that? I do massage, I do I do self-massage a lot. I don't know if that's to ease my anxieties <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> yeah, or it's in the video do a do lot. That. People will watch you and you'll be like... Yeah, I'll be like... Going at your nuts. I'll do it all the time, I'll do it when I'm working, do it. But, yeah, <laughs> I sort of will just grab my trap between my fingers, the trapezius, and just go to town on it. As long as you're not doing anything too painful, like, like gentle massage... Yeah, it depends what you need, really. But I'm no expert on that situation. We'll have an expert on soon. Oh, yes, expert we will have an expert yeah. on. Shout out to Daniel Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're on to question four. And it's from Florence. Shout out to Florence. Okay. Out in LA. <laughs> we miss you. We do miss you. Um, <laughs> come back. Come back. Yeah, we'll come to you. Okay, so it's sort of like an extended question. What is the best vegetable? Yeah. Be it your favourite to eat, the best for you, or the most versatile? Of course, question. the chef asks us that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> chef. <laughs> the best for you, the healthiest per calorie. So that is you're getting the most nutrition per calorie is dark leafy greens, particularly low oxalate greens. So your kale, rocket. Um, yeah, that that's what I would that's what I would shoot for for the healthiest for the be- the best for you. A great source of calcium, folate. It's just incredible how much nutrition is in dark leafy greens. And that counts as dried herbs as well. They're a good source of, of vitamins. They're a healthy whole food. My favourite. That's a difficult question. <laughs> I don't even know how to answer that. You love them all so much. All right, red cabbage. Oh, yeah. They said it and I eat it raw. It is, I don't know. I just love it so much. I, um, I'll i just chop it up and put it in a salad. Obviously, you can't, we have steamed it before. But the most the healthiest application, I would say, is to eat it whole and raw more sulforaphane is created isn't there a thing that if you cut it and wait 45 minutes it's better that is um, dr gregor calls it hack and hold oh. so i think when you when when it is chopped or or chewed an enzyme mixes with what was it mixes with see so, yeah. <laughs> i don't know the science right now <laughs> you don't know but two compounds mix creating sulforaphane which is like super healthy compound has been shown to reduce cancer risk and generally very healthy. And that's in all cruciferous, that's broccoli, cauliflower, cabbage, uh, kale, sprouts. So, and the more it's chopped, 
the 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 more software if any is created and Dr. Gregor says you would you would chop it leave it for 45 minutes the sulforaphane is created and then you can actually cook with it and the sulforaphane will uh, will remain because it's heat stable but then obviously if you eat it raw you're mushing it so much and it goes in your stomach and so but you can hack it and hold and then wait and cook with it and it's sweet but yeah red cabbage what else do I really like I love sprouts I love kale kale is just kale. it's the best um, and then sweet potatoes that just hits the spot every time they're a lovely vegetable yeah um, let me think let me think yeah that'd be it <laughs> I gave you three or four <laughs> sorry there you go okay just before we go to question five is that your stomach or Pippin's stomach it's mine <laughs> and Pippin's <laughs> grumbling too <laughs> Down some water. It's mostly me. That was a good question, though. Thanks, Florence. Love you. Question next five. Question. Alright, <laughs> <laughs> uh, question five. It's from Lucas. Shout out, Lucas. <laughs> you just get shout out every you? time. Um, how do you tailor a vegan diet to meet fitness slash strength goals? Right. So another great question. Tying it in with Holly's question as well. I'd say it depends if you're doing a vegan diet or a whole food diet, but I think it's sort of a myth, the amount of protein we need. I think there are studies showing more protein is better for muscle growth, but for health, that's not the case at all. I think focusing on nutrition generally will improve your recovery and not focusing on macronutrients. Tailoring it to, so if you were saying a whole food plant-based diet, I know I've been speaking to Lucas and um, he's wondering if I'm training for health or like physique goals. It's sort of a mixture of the two now where I'm trying to get... Yeah, it's 20, 2021 is the year of the rig, so... <laughs> <laughs> Hot boy summer. No, I'm joking. Um, how would I tailor it? If you were to move, depends if you're making a drastic move to a whole food plant-based diet or a vegan diet, I'd just say you're probably going to eat enough. When I'm a whole food plant-based diet, your volume of food, so they're, they're calorie sparse, these foods, and you'd actually absorb less when it's a whole intact uh, cell plant cell is the bit <laughs> we're all grumbling so much <laughs> it's not all if it's, it's not a refined food or it's not just all absorbed immediately in the small intestine you know it goes through the whole uh, gastrointestinal tract so where was i you might find that you need to eat a lot more of a whole food diet and you can eat a lot more you'd be surprised how much you can eat like, it's a joke some of my big salads are Truly big. <laughs> we will have to weigh one. Yeah, we have to. I'll make a big one soon. We'll TikTok it. We will. So how would I tailor it? I would say just make ensure it's a balanced diet and you're meeting all your nutrition requirements. Uh, and and meet, meeting nutrition nutrition requirements for optimal health and optimal require, uh, recovery. For if in terms of, of training and bodybuilding, if you're eating a certain, if you're eating with a lot of uh, anti-inflammatory foods in mind, like turmeric, black pepper, ginger, your recovery will be sped up so much. I mean, if you've seen game changes, you'll see. I know there's flack, sometimes flack between whether it's like <laughs> all these documentaries, they, th they think it's propaganda or whatnot. Everything's done with, with a goal in mind, every documentary, but there's a lot of truth there as well. And you see many athletes have gone plant-based now like, and many bodybuilders as well. So what would I say? Obviously ensure you're getting enough protein, but that'll be through your whole grains, your legumes, um, and protein. I mean, every plant has a f uh, every amino acid, essential amino acid, or nine of them, just in differing quantities. Some of them more complete 
like quinoa, sunflower seeds, I think, chia seeds. So get a lot of them in and then base your diet around several servings of legumes a day. I eat a lot of legumes. <laughs> You're getting a lot of fibre there. It's healthy for your gut, healthy for your digestion, your recovery, everything. It's a holistic approach. So I do that. Ensure you get your vegetables and your, your leafy greens. So you've got optimal nutrition for your recovery. Your body will be in better working order. Improve oxygen, transport, improve vascular function your recovery will be sped up um anything else i'd include i'm actually i started taking creatine again i started taking creatine again three grams a day i guess that's to improve energy in the pc system for training so that's gross muscular movements up to 10 seconds um and yeah i think that would be it hit all the bases look for nutrition rather than macro nutrition um, ensure you get your enough enough plant protein, and I, I I'm talking more on the whole food plant based diet because that's what I advocate for predominantly. But if you were to move into that way, I'd say make sure you're eating enough. <laughs> if you're if you're expending a lot of energy, which I know Lucas does, <laughs> um, yeah, take a holistic approach because if you're ticking off all that all those nutrients and you've got a balance in your diet it will actually improve your recovery and you'll be able to build muscle i mean that's what i'm shooting for now so that's 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 what i'd say that's a good answer very informative <laughs> um question six is from ryan shout out ryan what is important when starting yoga slash what do you use starting yoga i think i'll go back to when i actually first did it when i was taught by an instructor when I was doing my personal training course, I think this was the first time. It was up down the YMCA on Tottenham Court Road, and we could use any of the classes for free. It's a massive YMCA. So we, I do yoga in my lunch break. I'd be dripping with sweat. Oh, my God. It was disgusting. <laughs> nice. 19-year-old Rory was a sweaty monster. You're still a sweaty monster. I think I just got back from South Africa as well with Charlie, um, and that was unreal. That really, like, piqued my interest. Not that it instilled in me a regular practice at that time. But I did it every day for like, well, every, I did it quite often because it was free as well. And when you're in, by, when you're getting taught by a good instructor, everything flows, then you go into Shavasana and then you're literally so at peace. You never feel more relaxed. I'd say enjoying it. Make sure you find a practice that you enjoy. One that you can do consistently. Because it's no good, you know, every, every once in a blue moon, you want to find the way that will make you do it more. What works for you. I've been following a lot of guided yoga. Shout out to Yoga with Cassandra. <laughs> She's just such a great teacher, so calm. We have differing yoga instructors because I prefer Adrian. <sighs> Not that I'm dissing Adrian. Up Cassandra. <laughs> we'll fight. <laughs> yeah, we'll fight for them. <laughs> I've been following a lot of her, but then also it's good to just take the movements you like. And if you like them, just rinse and repeat and do them. You know, wake up, get out of bed get your body moving stretching take what you like develop your own routine but following guided sessions i think it's great and make sure you enjoy it as well yeah focus on make sure you focus on your improvements as well if it's something you find tough try and try and improve your performance in it Pippin is snoring. Pippin snoring, yeah. <laughs> so that's what i recommend following a guided one it is good because you'll get you'll learn and oh, i need to shout out annie as well when i went to thailand Annie just, she'd take, teach me every morning when we were together. We, we crossed paths for like five days or a week or so. Every morning we'd do sun, sunrise yoga. It was beautiful. Most of the time it was just me and her, but she was a great teacher. She taught me a lot of breathing techniques also. And it was great, just like one-on-one yoga teaching. It was just really nice of her to just spend her time 
And she was a great teacher, mm. absorbed a lot of it. And that, that instilled, and that was just last year, January last year. Before hell began. Yeah. But yeah, that, that was great. Finding someone that you can learn from in person eventually. But guy, I like Gary Yoga as well. And there's varying like times. So you can do a 10 minute morning yoga up to like hour and a half yin sessions. And yin is where you're holding the pose for like a longer period of time. It can be from two minutes to eight minutes. It can be intense. But yeah, find something that works from you, for you and do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I would recommend... Uh... <laughs> I'm keeping that in. Yeah. Uh, I really enjoyed right before coronavirus struck. Jules and I would go to our local gym and we would do classes there. Uh, um, so when the world opens up, I would recommend that because mm. then you you've got a bunch of people around you. Yeah. Um, although Julian did fall over once and everyone laughed at him. <laughs> <laughs> um, you gotta laugh. You gotta laugh. You gotta I remember see comedy. Someone farted in one once. Really? At the lunch. Yeah, yeah. That's always funny. <laughs> That's the best way to push them out, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. they all come out. Okay, so question seven is from Elizabeth. Shout out, Elizabeth. So, who slash what inspired you in the very beginning of making these changes? We're talking about these immediate changes into the whole food, plant-based or vegan lifestyle. Because if, if we're talking about like generally improving your life and optimising your health and nutrition and performance that has been something that was like a burning desire within me for quite a few years now i think it's from inspired by other podcasters i've seen podcasters involved in fitness and health and improving performance and like mental cognition um because that really i don't know what it is about it it's just the idea of human optimization really tickles me not tickles me hits the spot <laughs> <laughs> i have i have such a intrigue into it how you can take yourself from one point or completely change yourself but improve your improve your quality every of life. As- aspect yeah all the different attributes i find that very appealing so i guess it was joe rogan he, he's massive into human optimization and performance so that's something that sparked a flame and he'd have a lot of people on like scientists or biologists and dr ronda dr ronda patrick yeah we love her Oh my god, shout out Dr. Ronda. <laughs> so I guess Joe Rogan started, opened a big can of worms for me. He has a lot of people on to discuss, because you can tell he's got that exact same interest, where he's he does so much to improve himself, and that I found that very inspiring. So I guess that's one, that's a certain answer to that question. And also, the start of this particular journey, I, I think when I had my seizure, <laughs> because I became vegan post-seizure, and there will be a cautionary tales on my seizure yeah, we'll go into in the future. We'll, we'll go into some detail on it. So I won't touch on it too much now, but I actually made a lot of changes post after that. After that, So I guess that is a huge like, wake-up call. I didn't ever take it in a bad way. In a bad way. I guess I framed it in a certain way where it was a wake-up call. In it was many your body ways. going, stop! <laughs> <laughs> you fucking idiot. <laughs> what are you doing? It, it was a wake-up call when I took it as like, right, this is day one of a new situation. And I never never took it in a negative light. It was always like, let's go, we go from here. So I made a lot of changes after that. That's why I went vegan and I made a lot of changes. I deleted social medias fully and just wanted to, um, I guess it forced me to take a good look, examine myself and go on from there. Um, yeah, it was like a factory restart, really. <laughs> and turn your iPhone off. None. So it was like a factory restart, really. <laughs> if that's not too morbid to say. No, it was okay. 
It could have been worse. I'm grateful for it. <laughs> My life would have been completely different without it. It would have been worlds apart. So I guess that that's a big reason why. Mm-hmm. But I did always have this intrigue. Who knows? Maybe I would have, in an alter, alternate reality, I would have got there in the end. I think so. But I'm grateful that it happened then because it happened sooner and that's the outcome. Yeah. That's the only way it could have happened. So, so I've been slowly, slowly inceptioning uh, Stop Eating Meat. Yeah. For I, I, no, I stopped eating meat the day I got back from uh, Indonesia. That was the last time I ever had it. Mm. And then I ate a bit of fish still and just... But then it was like everything, yeah, fell into place, basically. It all came at the right time. Definitely. I'm a big believer in that. Things will come when you're ready. And I was definitely ready there, so... <laughs> okay, question eight is from Daniel. Shout Daniel. What is your top to bottom tiers of fruit? Top to bottom tiers of fruit. And I wouldn't do all of them. No, I won't do all of them, but I'll tell my favourite ones. I don't want to do my bottom ones, because I, f- I have love for, the, for them all, really. The turnip, let's be honest. We is don't like it that much. Turnip? Is that a fruit? Or vegetable. <gasps> <laughs> He's just saying turnips are fruit now. <laughs> I'm going to cut that out. <laughs> no, you can't cut that out. You can't cut that out now, because I'm going to answer right now. Top fruits. Mango's got to be up there. Pineapple's got to be up there. Pippin, come on, up here now, boy. Citrus. I love citrus. He's so tired. Bring his um, front legs up. Because he's slowly throttling himself there. <laughs> I love citrus also. Lemons and lime, oranges. I'm a huge fan of just a nice apple. A Braeburn apple. Oh, I love him so much. Um, banana, of course. Uh, the day of the pomegranate, when we had that one pomegranate. That time. Do you love pomegranate? Yeah. Dates. I don't think I've expressed my love for dates too much. <laughs> Meg just rolled her eyes. <laughs> she's not in the date. She's not a fan of the dried fruits. I'm not. I think they're awful. <laughs> well, I have such a love for dates. What a treat. Nature just developed this. Basically, a sweet. And it's a whole food, so. But don't eat too many of them. Because no, you have can't. a bad tummy time. Yeah. It'll loosen everything up. I sort of have a rule. One or two a day. Wow. I mean, my upper limit's probably like four. But I've gone over. Just don't go over that. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to see what happens. You don't want to eat that many. No. It's like the sugar-free um, sweets. It's similar effect of those, isn't it? No. You know those sugar-free no. gummy bears? No. They're I'm different, not mate. so that bad. You're talking about a date and a sugar-free gummy bear? No, 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 no. The effect of eating Okay, them. okay. Overeating. Okay. But those sugar-free gummy bears are terrible for your health. Well, obviously. And dates aren't. But they will make you pass. They will... Induce bowel movements. <laughs> that's a nice way of saying it. Uh, other fruits, I think that'd be it. Banana, I love bananas, so that's one I eat every day. Pineapple. I've been loving melon. I eat a lot of melon. Um, yeah, there you go, Daniel. <laughs> the next question, question nine, is also from Daniel. Oh, okay. Um, what are some big health myths? Big health myths. I touched on this earlier, but the amount of protein that we need isn't we don't need <laughs> i think it's a gram per pound of body weight i think that's the usual bodybuilding like bro science but that's not the case at all that much protein can actually be damaging to the kidneys trying to process it all and eating so much yeah we don't need that much you don't need to have it in the forefront of your mind all the time i know that's in the forefront of a lot of people who are training and have bodybuilding goals can you crave protein i think you can crave anything yeah I think you crave anything. You can get into an unhealthy mindset of, oh, I must bulk, I must eat yeah. so much protein. That ties in with body dysmorphia as well, I think. Or just, yeah. like, severe... Uh, or if you think in extremes. Yeah, that's definitely one myth. Another one... 
dairy. Dairy. What about dairy? That um, that we it's need not it. as good for you as, as no. it's pitched to be. Yeah. And you're more you're better off eating leafy greens than yeah. drinking some yeah. milk. A better source of cal- calcium is is leafy greens. A hundred percent. It's a whole food. It's bound in a whole cell wall. You're not eating. I mean, the cows get their calcium from eating the grass. <laughs> so just cut out the middle cow or yeah, cut out the middle man. <laughs> is that? <laughs> Because they're going through, it's the processed food if you think about it. The cow's eating the stuff and you're just drinking their milk. And it comes with all the other, it comes with IGF-1, insulin, like growth hormone. And there's no consent Growth fat there. even. Huh? There's no, no. The cows can't consent. So then you don't want IGF-1 because that can lead to growth of tumours or... So better source of calcium is leafy greens and just generally adhering to a whole food plant-based diet with balance. Uh, another myth about B12 as well. I think I might have talked about this. You did talk about it. That the cows gave in the supplement. Yeah. I did talk about that. A lot of what you think you're getting from meat and dairy is They give it to the cows. <laughs> I'd, here, I'd talk about this though. Obviously it's great that we introduced chlorination of the water system because otherwise we'd have a lot of water, more waterborne disease still rife that's a good thing that's a reason why we don't have as much b12 in our diet it's almost none that's why i recommend a consistent i take a daily supplement of b12 um we used to get it from drinking from streams and dirt i mean there probably is you probably still get it from dirt but obviously there's pollutants and pesticides yeah so don't do, don't eat don't dirt, eat dirt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another myth um Diet, a diet myth. Well, oh yeah, diet and lifestyle. Yeah, diet versus lifestyle. Yeah, I think a diet is, a diet has a beginning and an end. <laughs> That's not what you want. That is the whole myth. Following the best diet or this diet, you want to. F- I mean, you have you have certain diets that will, you're following a structure, and that structure is leading you to the same outcome as you would you would meet in a different diet or just adhering to a healthy lifestyle. Do you know what? That's something that I never fully grasped the concept of. I always thought diets are good because then you get yourself to a healthy place, then you can go back to eating whatever you want, get yourself to an unhealthy place, then go straight back to diet. Yeah, you never, flip-flop. Never realise how bad that actually is. You and just it's flip-flop, just... you just go back and forth and exactly. you're fluctuating. By... Whereas yeah. my ethos and my value is to seek balance and sustainability over short-term... I don't know... It, that is the mindset a lot of the time, though. I'm going to do this diet so I can go on holiday and binge out, which is fine if that's what you're doing. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you want true health, it's making changes, making it sustainable, continual improvement over a sustained, uh, a long period of time, basically. And you're doing better for your body. You're not putting yourself not to say turmoil. That diets give good groundwork and may give you a structure that you can introduce into your life like if your diet's saying to eat more fruit and vegetables then <laughs> that's great and maybe it will get you to introduce time restricted eating eating alter your eating patterns and windows it's great but if you're if you're if you have a negative feeling about diets or you're like oh i've got to do this diet to get this then don't do it just change your lifestyle and generally change your eating patterns and educate yourself rather than focusing on this plan this diet that you're going to follow because yeah. that isn't sustainable and you'll get a better outcome better feelings from actually changing the way you eat and then it's just like having a set of values that you adhere to it's like rules not rules for your life but you go around with your set values you go around with your set lifestyle and diet values what what is valuable to you getting nutrition and then it, it becomes easier because then that becomes habitual and you adhere to it a lot easier mm-hmm. it's difficult to begin with 
don't get me wrong, probably more difficult than a diet because you're not well. Well, I actually think it's um, more beneficial. So say I really crave eating a pizza, I'm not going to be adding that craving. So if I say I'm on like a three-week diet, that craving is going to get to such an extent you keep thinking that at about the it. end of it, you overeat and you over-binge. However, I find by just simply changing what I eat, eating my oats, yeah. which started off like medicine, <laughs> but now I actually enjoy yeah. it. Now the craving has subsided and I'm more interested in having like cauliflower mm. pizza or, mm. you know, alternatives. I'm not building up that craving in my brain because that is how I used to think. Yeah. And I would so eat it, such trash. That's what it is, though. It's um, adhering to a certain lifestyle and then, like Meg said, you allow yourself. Maybe you make slight changes to what you like in your treats, but in contrast to your lifestyle, that will be enjoyable to you so it would just be tweaking certain things so that's why it's good to work with people that's why it's good to work with a health coach to tweak your diet (laughs) shout out to me (laughs) coming soon (laughs) you know it's a very intimate health coaching is very intimate i'm taking you from where you are now to where you want to be and not just improving your health but taking your health to the the best it's ever been the best place you'll be more vital than you've ever been your vitality your energy at any age you can reach vitality and energy you know you can feel always good (laughs) <laughs> that'll be your, your tagline feel, feel always, always good, good. <laughs> that's why it's so good it's such an intimate relationship we're taking a look at your whole your entire life what you eat your lifestyle your relationships it's makes a big difference yeah and you and you adhere to you make tweaks and you eventually over time depending on your case will introduce changes and get to a place where you don't need anyone anymore yourself you're educated you're you can fly out that nest <laughs> exactly <laughs> That's that. I think that's if you. That's the whole thing. You, if you've got a personal trainer, some people have a personal trainer just to keep them accountable and motivated. But at a certain point, you've got to become self-motivated, self-driven, and have the knowledge yourself, like educating yourself. I think that's more valuable than always relying on someone else, outsourcing your motivation or your drive. I'd recommend definitely someone's rolling the bins. <laughs> Alright, so we're not on a tangent there. So I think it's very interesting because when before I started living with you, so seven months ago, um, my diet was hit and miss. I'd be healthy sometimes, mostly not. And I would feel groggy, tired, ill, bloated all the time. Like and I just live with it, like constant heartburn. Uh, and I would just like, I'll take my heartburn pills, I'll be fine. I didn't actually think about changing it. Living with you for six months or seven <laughs> months, uh, I feel way, way better, yeah. much healthier. I don't eat such trash, I stop drinking, and I feel um, like a 25-year-old, not like a 40-year-old yeah. um, person whose like, heart is going to give up on them. Yeah, no, I've enjoyed. You've made some great changes. You joined my cult. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jules and I went first members. No, it is great to see. But, you know, it does take a little while but it always depends so that's why i consider if you have no idea find a health coach because they're there to educate you give you the knowledge and the tools and the guidance and it's a very intimate relationship you're taking a look at everything mm-hmm. it's a holistic approach and it's a valuable service and when you have those tools yourself it, you'll lead a, a better and a happier life yeah i think that's enough for that question <laughs> the next one <laughs> um Question nine is also from Ruth. Shout out Ruth again. Um, do you listen to soundscapes? Soundscapes. Here's the thing. I'll let you in on a bad habit I've had as of late. I was always aware of this bad habit. It's the digital usage tying with that. Just me being just so greedy for podcasts. <laughs> always, <laughs> always listening. And I would even when I was like, I'd fallen out of my uh, healthy sleep hygiene routine. 
So I was like putting on a podcast as I go to sleep, which is not good. You don't want sat that much sound as you go to sleep. Granted, there's a sleep timer on, but still, it's not a habit I wanted. And I've let you in on that. It's not, it wasn't great. And I was aware of it all the time. I was like, oh, I'm being naughty. <laughs> I put my sleep cycle on, which is a, a sleep tracking app. Shout out to them. This is a brilliant app. And it records my sleep talking. <laughs> which you sound good. so happy in your sleep talking. Yeah. I said Florence's name as well. Yeah, Should I heard that one. Should I play it? Yeah, play it. I'll play it. I'll, I'll keep talking throughout this. Though. So to try and wean myself off of podcasting, I've been playing a soundscape which is actually on the sleep cycle. So I can go on there and set set sleep sleep cycle up. And my phone is really far away from me. So it still does pick me up, but I can still hear it slightly. And I like having my phone over on the other side of the room. So mm-hmm. I'm not tempted to go and use it. So I'll play soundscapes. I'll play rain and wind. That's what I like at the moment. I can't listen to rain. It Why? triggers me. <laughs> from because the flood. Of the flood. <laughs> so if I, if I have a soundscape that's heavy rain, it just doesn't put me to sleep. It stresses me out. I hope this is not too loud, but... This is my sleep talking. Knock it, knock it out. But to answer your question, Ruth, yes, I do. I've been listening to uh, uh, Wind and Rain to sort of subvert my need for sound as I go to sleep. Yeah. Subconsciously, like, have sound there and I'll read with my red light. I have a red reading lamp, <laughs> so there's no blue light. And I've been wearing my eye mask again because I don't have. So I have. I wake up and it's always like underneath me somehow. I like rip it off. Yeah. And sometimes, most of the time, I will. If I'm clean shaven, I've been wearing my sleep tape, (laughs) my mouth tape. (laughs) And I've talked a lot about nasal breathing and the benefits of it and how, I mean, throughout the whole night, if you're breathing through your nose, it's a lot healthier for you. So I've been. That's why I wear sleep tape. And if you've read Breath by James Nestor, You'll know why he does the same. But it's not every day. That's my homework for you there. Track your sleep. See yes. what your sleep's like. That's another huge part of your life. You, you, you'll feel so... If your sleep's not in check and you're not getting good quality sleep, you feel so ropey. Mm-hmm. More anxiety. Your blood pressure increases. You're just generally feeling so ropey. Shorter temper. <laughs> Definitely. I get very angry when I don't sleep. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I do. Question. Question 11 now. From Daniel. Shout out to Daniel again. <laughs> Number one fan. Number one son. Um, what pit- pitfalls do you often see with people's diet plans? Oh, we kind well, of already spoke pretty much about covered that. that, haven't we? I should have read pitfalls. that. Pitfalls. <laughs> You're fired. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we've gone over that really, haven't we? Just making it generally taking taking on a diet that is so far outside their their current routine. That it's so hard for them to adhere to. They hate it. They're all, all constantly thinking about what they could be doing or eating. Exactly. So it's not sustainable and they give up or they flip-flop. They do it for a couple of weeks, absolutely hating their life. And then they go straight back to being unhealthy or adhering yeah. to their old lifestyle. You shouldn't cut out all the things you enjoy. Yeah. That's, that's not how life Maybe the be. things change. The things that you enjoy become different and healthier options slowly over time. Mm-hmm. Because then you can eat, you more. can be consistent, you can eat more of it. <laughs> I, inherently, I'm greedy, all right? <laughs> I realise on a whole food plant-based diet, I can eat more, and it, I, it's still great. It's just taking yourself from point A to point B. Taking yourself from point A, where it's a standard Western diet, you know, it's extra sensory pleasure, high fat, high sugar, high salt. Everything ex- uh, is... Uh, increase and it's at such a high level because it's refined mm-hmm. and the, the additives and other flavorings you know 
it does take you a while to adjust from that to a whole food plant-based diet or a healthier diet where you're not having those high levels of salt, fat, sugar. But if you put a number on it, I think three months or so and your taste buds adjust. Yeah. It's different for each one. I think fat's like three months and salt's like a month. Sugar's the hardest one. Yeah, and we're touching on sugar soon or just generally processed foods. That's going to be the next episode. Yeah. Okay, brilliant. Now we're on to question 12, which is a fun question from Ruth. A fun one. Oh, lovely Ruth. Um, What was your favourite dish when you were in Thailand? My favourite dish in Thailand? Mushroom green curry. It was <laughs> so good. It was like this little veggie stall. In the market? Yeah, we, I think me and Harriet went back like three times. It's the same place? Yeah. That's why we got that tattoo. Oh, Harriet and I got a shared I will, mushroom tattoo for I the love of this curry. I of your matching tattoos Oh up. my. It, it hit all the spots. A lot of yeah. salt, a lot of fat, a lot of sugar. <laughs> Something about Thai curries yeah. is just... I think I don't know if I can go to Thailand and survive because of my peanut allergy. Yeah, I didn't think you could. You wouldn't um, make it. But that that, that was my favourite dish. Shortly followed by mango sticky rice. Oh. I saw it around. I was like, oh, people, a lot. it's a lot a lot of mango sticky rice around here. I wonder what the fuss is about. I was like, it can't be that good. <laughs> oh, my God, it's unreal. <laughs> Oh, I don't understand it. Sticky rice that's seasoned and sweetened and coconut milk in it and oh. fresh, ripe mango. God, it's unreal. So yeah. those two. Next question. Final question. Final question. Question 13. From me. Oh. Shout out to me. Shout Am I rehired me. yet? <laughs> rehired. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, what could you say that would help motivate those who want to start being plant-based or start taking their health a bit more seriously? What could I say? I'd say just start implementing small changes where you can and feel see how you feel and check in with yourself because you'll feel improvements and that intrinsic reward and the fulfillment you get from that will start to drive you and become motivating looking at the benefits looking at what you get from it looking at reduced risk of cancer cardiac disease pretty much all the (laughs) western diseases they are their lifestyle created so look at what what you can prevent from it look at the improvements you can make in your own life and how enjoyable it can be it doesn't have to be boring or not. I mean you see how I eat and you see how how in love I am with my diet and how in love I am with food yeah just watch the TikTok you'll see <laughs> you get so excited I get so excited I have so much love and just in enjoyment for it so that's what I would say to you more than anything really yeah. what 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 hinders you more than anything Me? there's some mental blocks with taking those steps into a new interchange so, yeah, sometimes it's just a mental block of i don't want to <laughs> <laughs> i think um it's what, slipping into old habits for you though isn't yeah, it yeah i think what helped me the most was actually noticing i was feeling Change. better i was like um like we said i did that five day fast mm. um and i used to suffer such such bad asthma partly from living in basement flats in bath yeah breathing in all that moisture was yeah. not good but um, simply, you know, doing that water fast, I've mm. noticed I don't need to use my inhaler, no. like, ever. Um, and I feel a lot better. I have more energy. I never used to wake up before, what, 11 in the no. morning? And now I'm You're waking up person. at 8. So that's what I'm saying. That you've already seen changes thus far from where you were to where you are in the six months living with me. And you've seen what I eat. And we both adhere to pretty much, well, you, you include some... I slip up. Changes, but <laughs> predominantly whole food plant-based for the most part. Yeah, Predominant. I've stopped eating eggs. Mostly stopped eating eggs now. Well, after a couple of days ago, but I stopped. That, that, that'd be the answer to my question. Just do it see, and see how you feel. And that feeling, I think the feeling you get of healthfulness and 
vitality and energy is better than any short-term reward, short-term reward or math pleasure. Mm-hmm. You rewire your dopamine, your dopaminergic system. Ooh. You, you become rewarded by yourself, basically. You're yeah. not rewarded by the food. The, the food is heightened even more by dopamine. You get such a rush. It's like a drug eating, eating these foods. But yeah. yeah, that's what I would say. I mean, maybe documenting it so you can actually see. So day one, day two, day three. Yeah, here you actually. You can actually see. So it can be measurable for you. Mm-hmm. Make sure it's using smart goals. So specific, outline exactly what you're doing and what you want as well in your goals. Make it measurable using just a scale from like one to six or one to ten or one to five. How you feel in different aspects of your life. That's a useful metric. You've just got to be honest with yourself. Um, make sure it's achievable. That's why I say not starting a fad diet that changes your life completely. Implement little changes, changing your pasta to a whole grain pasta or a lentil pasta, like a couple times a month. Changing from rice to a whole grain, like quinoa, buckwheat. Uh, yeah, this is the thing. There's so many options as well. The variety is incredible. Just with grains, you've got millet, you've got barley. You have so many options. You just have to try what you like and then rinse and repeat, stick to it. But stick to that variation. The amount of vegetables... Veg- <laughs> vegetables? <laughs> um legumes there's uh, there's tons of them there's tons of applications for all of this so just try variation but with your old diet if it's a traditional western one you can replace certain meals make them fully whole food plant-based and keep doing that and see how you feel directly after eating like mark it down or take a mental note because you do feel different when you eat something that your body's like oh we can digest this nice like (laughs) thanks (laughs) see thanks rather than eating like sugary refined grains which is just not healthy for your digestive tract. It's not what your gut wants. Yeah. That's a very good answer, I think. <laughs> Thanks. Okay, that's all your questions. That is all the questions. Thank you for everyone who asked a question. That was enjoyable. I really enjoyed that. We'll be doing this again. It's a nice format. Maybe we'll get 14. <laughs> Maybe we'll get 14, 15 <laughs> at most. But yeah, that was great. As always, this was recorded at the barn. And God, it feels really nice in here at the moment. Yeah. Although I do want to say... Yes, you can hear the humming sounds. We are working on that. We're going to install some kind of thick curtain over there. Thick curtain. Even putting something in between the wall as well. Yeah. But we just, because um, it's on a road, yeah. it used to be As worse. we said early, earlier, we've gathered our, up our carrots. We are and just running. We've run across the road and we're going to try and collect more carrots along the way. Exactly. But that is the thing. We, we just wanted to get going. And exactly. Then from there, make improvements, leave room for improvement. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you can see from the lost episode, the first episode, <laughs> you know, and <laughs> I was losing my mind. An absolute shambles, I would say. It was a shambles, yeah. yeah. But I'm open, and I'm open to change, so <laughs> I don't care anymore. <laughs> um, thank you, Meg. You're welcome. For producing, editing, all of that jazz. Mm. My TikTok editor. <laughs> Leave any uh, TikTok suggestions in the comments. Yeah, if you want to see something, ask us. Yeah. Maybe we will do it. We're having a fun, silly time. We just love, <laughs> we're having fun with it. It is a lot of fun. I like the pressure. You've only got a minute. Yeah. Yeah. The pressure is everything, isn't it, really? You're like, oh, got to get it done. Uh, thank you to Harriet for the artwork. And like we said, you soon will see a change, a change in the air and the visuals, mm-hmm. which is very exciting. We've got big plans. So keep your eyes out for that. And shout out to Atlas Audio and Julian Kirk for engineering the audio and composing the tune. I think that's everything. And thank you to you. 
<laughs> oh, to me. To you. Oh, you're welcome. And the biggest thank you to Pippin. Yeah, thanks, Pip. Who obviously didn't want to be here today. Yeah, let's everyone collectively say thanks, Pip. <laughs> um, stay strong and healthy. Much love to you.